Hi, Graham. Hi. How are you doing? Good. It's been it's been a minute since we last recorded, but or at least it Has feels it? like it. No, we recorded pretty recently. Yeah. Well, we? Wasn't it like last probably, week actually? Yeah, I think so, right? Yeah, because we did um. Maybe a week and a half. What was what was the game we played before this? <laughs> the room. The room. The room. Yeah. 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 That was fun. That was fun. And now we're <laughs> playing something different. Oh my word. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What? This is a first for the podcast, but I'm. I'm not my my usual recording setup, so I'm I'm playing, I'm playing the game we're going to be talking about while we're talking okay, about it. Okay, okay. Trophy and hunting. I, there was this locked door, and I unlocked the door, and guess what was behind it? No Literally idea. nothing. Oh. <laughs> just, oh gosh. There. That was. We we ran into a couple of those. But like when we played together. <laughs> did we? I I guess. Well, yeah. That that. Those though had like tactical function because like you could yes, unlock them did. to perhaps get behind an enemy. This literally just has nothing behind it, which is interesting. But I didn't break the lock picks, so I'm happy about that. That's good. Uh but yeah, it's 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 been a while. It's Graham. It's it's December twentieth. That's the date of this recording, mm-hmm. and uh, the year's uh, coming to a close. It's coming fast. Uh, yep, we uh, the Velvetes are coming up. I'm very excited. I know uh, the develop develop. I know the developers of the world have been eagerly awaiting eagerly. to see to see if they've uh, they will earn the prestigious uh, Velvet Room review seal of approval. Mm-hmm. Um, so that Available. will be coming. Surprise in store for year. for that. Oh, Looking we do. It's very true. Um, but yeah, but before we get there, we have to. This is our last review of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think we should just hit that intro button and get into it Mm -hmm. or do you want to vamp for 10 minutes again you know no let's just get into it okay (laughs) (laughs) well hello everyone and welcome to the velvet review i'm matthew and i'm graham and hello again graham Hello, Matthew. We're going to be discussing a game tonight, and that, that uh, we are. I think there's. I'm really excited. To, um, there's. I think there's a lot I want to say about this game. Okay. But okay. The game in question, if you haven't read the title yet, is uh, Assassin's Creed Unity, which came out. Oh boy. 2015. No, 2014. Uh, yeah, something like that. Believe because I believe it was a launch title for the no 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 twenty thirteen. It came out really early in the PS4 life cycle. I thought right. It was the twenty thirteen first... was yeah. Right, because it was uh twenty twenty twelve was Assassin's Creed three, and twenty thirteen was Black Flag, which launched on both consoles, and mm-hmm. then this this one came out in twenty fourteen along with Rogue, which came out for the last gen consoles. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, and I would I would argue I don't know if you would agree that Unity is probably the one of the more notorious Assassin's Creed games. Yes, it's got a reputation. It does have a reputation, and uh, like I have, I have not played Unity before. Uh, you know this recording, or or before like we began to review it. Um, but I mm-hmm. I would, I was for a long time a very big Assassin's Creed fan, uh, but after Assassin's Creed Three, I kind of just dipped out because uh, I kind of lost interest. Um, 
And so I definitely had negative connotations about this game going into it, which in my opinion generally tends to benefit an experience almost because you go in expecting so little and you can only kind of go up from there. Exactly. But um, what I knew about this game going in was that it was just very graphically glitchy or very buggy. And I remember seeing Force... like the the highlight reel of like the faces <laughs> without skin and stuff. Yes, yeah, the Nistoria stuff, right? Um, and of course, we're playing uh, uh, the the literally the end result, right? It, we're playing the patch version, you know, six years later. Um, yeah. So so we're we're not getting the the initial experience for sure, but um, I'll say despite all of the issues that this game has. I really enjoyed it, and I would almost put it up there. I, I, I think it's one of the better Assassin's Creed games, in my opinion. Oh, good. And I, I will explain more in depth later, but uh, what did you think, Ram? I, so, like, I didn't have as positive an experience with it. Okay. Um, so my, my experience with the Assassin's Creed games is I've seen a playthrough of one and the two trilogy, and I've played through... A good chunk of Odyssey, like we played through all the story. Uh, yeah. So, so my experience is a lot more of like going. This is this is going backwards, right? Uh, to this style of game, and I had a really tough time adjusting to this. Um, for me, new style of playing, control, and and mission mm. and stuff. And so, like, I definitely didn't experience too many glitches, which I like. My um. Like you said, the barrier to entry, like the expectation level was set pretty low. Right. And so I really didn't experience many glitches at all. There were some weird uh, crowd behaviors, but that's not a glitch. Um, so the main issues I came from were like um, a lot of it felt very artificial, like no pun intended, because like it's supposed to be artificial. Right. But um there were there were a lot of times where uh, the, the the biggest thing for me honestly was the difficulty of the game. The game was ridiculously difficult. I found it like I was dying multiple times a mission, um, and it was I just could not get a handle on the controls and the pace of the game, and like um, there was many times where I would get really upset because a random grunt managed to like four hit combo me into death. And I'm mm. thinking like, I'm not, I didn't come into this expecting dark souls. Um, but that's kind of what I got. Right. Um, but so the, the game's a bit of a mixed bag for me, but yeah. like on the whole, like it did a lot of things pretty well. And I think it's maybe like, I don't think it deserves any hate. That's what I, I guess I'd say. Yeah, like, I, 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 sorry, go ahead. No, you go for it. I was just gonna say, like, I think, um, I definitely understand all your your comments, and I, and I can definitely see and and relate to some of those frustrations. Um, and I think I should I should clarify my statement when I say it's one of the better Assassin's Creed games. I mean more in the sense of what I feel an assassin. Creed game is than okay. necessarily the technical or like uh, subjective like 
analysis of what a good game is. I think it's a good Assassin's Creed game. I don't know if it's a great, necessarily a great game, because it certainly has its flaws. Um, pacing is a big one. We'll kind of talk about during the story. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was very refreshing to like re-enter um, old Assassin's Creed, where okay. where it was. But it's almost it. This is like the first step, of course, towards the more RPG uh, style of game that we have right now, right? Because mm-hmm. um, there's like a there's a gear system. There's like a it's sort of like a leveling system, but it's not. I don't know how the best to put it. Like a like a ranking system with your character, like how effective your character is, and and there's certain certain districts have certain difficulty ratings. It's like a five point scale. It's um, not super clearly communicated, but you yeah. kind of get the idea. Yeah, it, that, that's that's for sure. When I first started, I thought, like, because you know how you you have like assassin rank, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that I thought your rank was associated with your skill level, so I I was like one skill point or whatever you want to call it until like probably halfway through the story before okay. I realized oh it's based on gear and not on experience. Um. But yeah, it has it has that it has um you know equipment and uh, skill points stuff like that. So like very basic, very basic stuff. But um, to my to my knowledge or my recollection, pretty new stuff comparatively for the Assassin's Creed franchise. I don't think. I guess I guess they had some gear equipment and stuff like that in in the Ezio trilogy, but I don't I don't recall it having like beyond health or damage output like. Uh, like a that ranking system or whatever, but yeah, I think that part is fairly new because um, I watched a friend of mine play. She's a very much a completionist, and okay. so she played through Rogue and uh, also Unity at the same time. Like not at the oh, same okay. time, sorry, but like back to back because she's playing right. through them chronologically. And so uh, I was like, she was sharing her screen, and I was watching. Uh, so I got kind of the the completionist side of those games as well, um, but there there wasn't any kind of ranking system that I could see in in Rogue at least. And right. Rogue was built on four, right? Um, like right. it was a kind of a a side story to four, right? So. Um, yeah, and and um, again, one of the one of the things I like probably most about the game. And and why I would probably rank it higher than say, uh, Assassin's Creed Three, for example, okay, is um the atmosphere and the the map and the overworld is like engaging and interesting, and I, I it's it's fun to be in and I think that's something that Three missed the mark on a lot for me, was you know the in Three it's just a lot of wide open spaces and mm-hmm. you know small villages not. Um, not anything remotely, <laughs> not not a lot of stuff that's interesting to look at or fun to play around. So like Unity, I feel sets up a really uh, fun uh, area to play in, with um, lots of lots of things happening uh, outside of just you, right? And there's lots lots going on in, in the world and in, in the city of uh, Paris as you as you play. Yeah, I uh, mean there's. Like you can travel around to the different boroughs and districts and and see all the different riots that are taking place and um, people will there's people walking around and 
I did find like the buildings were fairly easy to run across too, which was nice. Yeah, they definitely they definitely vamped up like your ability to uh, move. One thing I I, I really liked uh, they uh, they like map a button to uh, to what's the word declining going up and down. <laughs> you know, going down, <laughs> which is yeah. huge because before you would just have to like jump basically, or you know. Uh, slowly go down but there's like now a fast button to fall very quickly and, it, and it's you know movement is definitely um, heightened and I think that's movement is super important to any any video game in regards to like how how you feel about it right because it's literally the connection of the player to uh, mm-hmm. the character and if the character is fluid then the game feels fluid yeah it's um no I definitely agree um, I think that's that's one of the areas that I actually stumbled with a bit because mm. I would I would want Arno it's Arno, right? Yep, that's right. Okay, good. Um I would want Arno to go in a window or I would mm-hmm. want him to to not climb cling to the side of the wall and I would I would have some issues there because I'm getting hit or something and I'm yeah. I'm I'm yelling at him to, to let go. <laughs> um Yeah. But yeah. And so, like, that's that's one area that I think that they really did improve in the later entries. Mm. Um, I think that them switching to a Breath of the Wild style, you can just climb stuff. Uh, I think that was really kind of beneficial, although it is really kind of mesmerizing to watch him run and, like, parkour over stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely... With, it's It's... It's uh, it's not without its flaws. Um, I think I think the the most issue I have generally when playing and moving around the world is when I try to enter a building or a window and the game doesn't quite know what it wants to do. Um, yes. And so it can get it can get pretty clunky, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it was it's funny. It's like uh, <laughs> just when you're talking about like going through the riots and stuff. Um, I had one of the most surreal experiences in a video game that I've ever had where okay. I, I was playing, it was like halfway through the story and, uh, and I'm, I just load up and I start running and like in the bottom corner of my screen, I just see this guy with, uh, with a pole and there's a head on the, uh, there's a human head on the pole. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh my goodness, that guy's got a head on the stick. And then I go and start a mission and the character that I start the mission with just out and says, I just passed somebody with the with a dude's head on a stick. I'm like, I did too. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, it was. Well, it, it, obviously, it was you know scripted and stuff. Yeah. It was uh, Napoleon actually that said it. Like, hey, I just saw this this bloke with a guy's head on its on a on a pike, and I'm like, wow, I literally just saw that a minute ago. Yeah. So, same. Yeah. Same, dude. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, again, it, I. I it was, um, I, I was really in, th- this might sound like overhyping, but I was very enthralled with like the, the state of the city and, and then like the historical, uh, happenings that hmm. Arno's kind of placed and you don't really take a, it's not like you're taking a side in that, the revolution or like impacting it anyway. You're just kind of in the city as it unfolds and it's almost kind of irrelevant to you in a sense other than like it's a little disconnected which i didn't uh, like, mind 
I think that's the, isn't that the whole kind of point of the story though, is that like the assassins are getting too connected to the revolution. Uh, like they're getting too mired in politics. Uh, yeah, well the head, the head assassin guy was, well, like, yeah, I think, I think the, the story itself has some, some flaws. Um, but, but to your point, I think, I think my interpretation of it was that the head assassin was connected to the king, but was also connected with the head of the Templar, Templar order and was, they were basically trying to like use their influence politically rather than Mm -hmm. like the general methods that, you know, assassins or Templars might use. Yeah. And they were trying Um, to, they were trying to further, like further their own ends rather than to like the end of the assassin cause. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and like the Templars are like in a, in a, like a schism as well. Like, uh, they're or- very much like a, the, the, the Assassin's Brotherhood actually is that there's basically like two sects of groups of like, here's how we should act or here's what we should do. Right. And, um, <laughs> and, and that leads to infighting and, and, and betrayal and stuff like that. And, that's a big part of Arno's story as well. I guess it's um, a kind of the irony of the title. Right. Yeah. Um, but again, I thought it was pretty interesting. It's like, again, like you have these two sides that act pretty much the same, pretty much want the same thing, but are, are in conflict and just like how they, um, how, how the organizations try to manipulate history, but it's not necessarily Arno. Like, Arno doesn't want that. It's not like Arno wants to kill the king or wants to do this or that. Arno just wants his sense of justice, right? And uh, just kind of get the yeah. job done and, and, and find uh, find his adopted father's killer, essentially. Yeah, it's... Um, the story, like I think you touched on, it's a little... It's got some strange quirks to it, but... Do we want to talk about the story a little bit? Sure, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think Assassin's Creed has an issue with storytelling, and that it's not a very good. They're not very good at developing characters, specifically supporting characters. I um, agree. That are memorable or important. Um, they just try and throw in as many names as you recognize historically, and then it kind of gets a little muddied. Um, and so I felt like the first half of this game should have, they should have taken more time to really develop the, the important relationships that Arnold has, um, uh, like with Marabou, uh, which is the head of the Assassin's, Assassin's Order, uh, De La Serre, who is the, his adopted father, um, oh, oh what's her name? I feel bad, I should yeah. remember her name. Evie? Uh, Elise? Elise. Uh, Elise, um, who is like your love interest for the game, like they should have spent more time developing those relationships, even with Belloc too. It kind of things just happen very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I would say each sequence, there's 12 sequences in the game, and each sequence probably is no longer than two hours a piece. I don't think there's one that's longer than that. And regards yeah, to just every, like playing through the missions, every sequence is broken into, I believe, three parts. Mm-hmm. And typically the third part is a kind of 
a heist mission of like right or assassination mission yeah yeah exactly where you yeah. go in you kill a dude and you find out his connection to another person right which i think that's a fine like that's a fine you know method okay you know yeah. it, it's it's building blocks right or the the you know stepping stones but um where i think the game you know just fails is that it doesn't it doesn't cement these relationships that arno has with the player in, in any really meaningful sense until like halfway through the game where certain relationships become stronger than others or, or things like that. Um, like, I just think there should have been more time spent with Bellic or these other characters learning more about them, learning mm-hmm. more about the relationship with, with Arno and just like seeing that develop. I think they could have taken a bit more time to, uh, to pace that out a little better because, yeah. you know, when bad things happen to these characters, there's no emotional weight, right? Yeah, like, it's hard to hard to care about a character you don't really know much about. Yeah, and like and like, I think you can probably most easily contrast so Arno's adopted father, Delacere, dying to let's say Ezio's father and, and siblings dying. Like, oh yeah, Ezio's tutorial, like the the opening of Assassin's Creed Two, is I don't know an hour probably. Maybe two if you're really taking your time, and you don't you 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 kind of get to know the father and, and the siblings, and you, you know, you try and save them and you fail, and that's that's emotionally, uh, like you feel the emotions that Ezio feels in, in some capacity, or you understand what he's going through. But with like Delacere, I think he's maybe got five minutes of screen time, maybe, and then yeah, it kind of yeah. comes out of nowhere. I think. Like, I was actually really impressed with, the, like, the first, like, the opening of the game. Because it when set up. Yeah. Right. Because, like, it sets up their, like, uh, the relationship between Arno and Elise. And kind of this idea of Arno being frozen in time. Because, mm. uh, like, his watch, like, his watch never progresses. Mm-hmm. And, but also his father never comes. Like, his father never shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I thought that was really it, I thought it was a really strong start but then Arno just kind of becomes moody for <laughs> for like four sequences and it's just go here and kill a person go here and kill a person and I'm like where did Elise go and where did um, like I actually I was a little confused for a while as to yep. the person that was killed because like, like you yep. said you, we only know De La Serre for like five minutes uh well, before he's killed yeah and i i had a lot of confusion about like his allegiances like delacere's allegiances because i had understood it that like okay my my this is my understanding that delacere was the grandmaster of the templar order at least was going to become a templar right mm-hmm. and then uh delacere gets killed you get framed for it and then you get brought to the assassins but then I was really confused because all the assassins were encouraging me and happily helping me to find Delacere's killer, even though, like... He was a Templar. He was a Templar, and, and it, I was just very confused about... Yeah, I guess like... Now that I think and why would it, it Delacere take sense. you in, too? Well, I also had the interpretation that Delacere killed your father. Oh. I could be wrong about that. But I guess like Arno never asks that question, does he? Yeah. Well, your father was an assassin. And yeah. So 
I, I took it in as like, oh, okay, Delisere killed his father and like took Arno in and raised him uh, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I, I think just the, 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 the first little bit, honestly, until Marabou is, is killed, uh, is I think not done very well um, it's... Th- from a narrative standpoint. Yeah, I found it. I found it very formulaic. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't really know why I was going and doing something, but I was. I think until yep. until like you said, like until Marabou's killed and like Elise is back in the picture, that's when it really starts to uh, pick back up. Like Elise coming back into the picture really helps. Yeah, the story along because yeah. it's because Arno like. He turned from this very kind of charismatic, interesting fellow into this like really bland, I must have vengeance kind of person. Right. And like, okay, well this is this is boring. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not interested in this guy now because he's just like where's this Arno that I I like was really enjoying. Right. Um and then Elise comes back into the picture and he's he opens up a bit more. Um and there's the whole like hot air balloon chase and there it regains some of that kind of interest that I, well, I he, was missing. Yeah, well he has more motivate he has other motivations now and, and there's exactly. much there's more to for him to consider and that makes him more interesting because now you're trying to figure out you're trying to suss out, okay, what is Arnold gonna do about this predicament or whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. when when there's more than just uh I want you know, I want revenge. Particularly, like, if they had played up the conflict of, like, at least as a Templar and you're a, you're an assassin more. Um, but they don't mm-hmm. really, they don't really, you know, prey on that on that too much. Like they could have um, gone kind of a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing, but yeah, and um, and again again like they do a better job in the se- in the second half of the game of like making Elise a, a foil for Arno and like what what Arno could could be if if he doesn't uh, if he takes things a little too seriously right mm-hmm, um, or mm-hmm. goes too far with his quest for vengeance right because um, spoiler alert like Elise uh, Elise is willing is willing to die for her revenge um, and she's willing to sacrifice you know herself and I would argue probably Arno but Arno is not ready to to sacrifice Elise for, you know, killing the, the, the betrayer of, of, you know, their father. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And that, and that leads to conflict between the two of them. And then, you know, it, it, it shows the player that, okay, Arno's not just some, you know, robot. He, he, he understands what's at stake and, and, and he cares about somebody else other than himself. Mm-hmm. And, um, like we can relate to that, that, yeah. you know, that, you know, killing somebody is not as important as protecting somebody you care about. Um, and again, like we see Elise pay for that at the end because she like, actually she, she does refuse to help Arno because she thinks she has an opportunity to to stop the bad guy. And mm-hmm. when she could have, you know, saved someone she loved, she kind of leaves him under a pile of rubble uh, to go after the bad guy. So, yeah. And so the story is kind of a. Uh a parable in, in like the dangers of revenge. Yeah. Which is pretty cliche. Um, 
and again, I, th I think that's why, like, it would have been better if they had <laughs> made you care about um, who you're trying to get revenge over. Yeah, because because yeah. to the to the player, it's a bad guy. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's just generic bad guy with two eye colors, and right. he he's able to monologue. Right. Um, and we don't even meet him until like sequence eleven. Um, oh like yeah, face yeah, face. I, yeah. I meant sorry. I meant Delacere. Like the player is supposed to care about who killed Delacere, but Delacere oh yeah, is yeah, a Templar, right? Um, it's yeah, like yeah. It's um, just unfortunately a little confusing. Yeah, I was. I'm mm, oh, sorry. Yeah, have... I was just gonna say like to your comment about like the bad guy Jermaine, uh, is that I didn't necessarily mind that we don't know who like the big baddie is till the end because that's that's pretty standard i think and i don't know that's that's kind of how it was in assassin's creed odyssey is that you mm -hmm. you know you go through the game to unlock and figure out you know who the ultimate bad guy is and that makes sense in the in the context of a secret society but mm -hmm. but yeah You're trying you, to find the cult leader yeah yeah and like again to compare to like assassin's creed 2 like um in Assassin's Creed 2, there's a there's there was a conspiracy against your father, and you know the players in the conspiracy, and and you're working your way up kind of through their ranks, but like the bad guys are, you know, shown to you way in advance, and like each sequence is you taking one out after another, where in this mm -hmm. game it's you kill one, discover another one, you kill him, discover another one, and so like, it's like this uh, ever revolving door of bad guys mm -hmm. which doesn't quite work in my opinion but it was kind of neat to see like in later cutscene like later flashback cutscenes to see the people that you killed mm. um like there was that guard person and there was a couple other people <laughs> i don't really remember them that well but yeah. like you see you almost see the story in reverse and right. like that was that was pretty cool, um, but yeah, it was it was tough to 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 get. Um, and I think I found that with the other Assassin's Creed games, uh, for a lot of it, is it was tough to get any kind of connection to your target because mm -hmm. it's just kind of a they're bad, you should kill them. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's a pro it's a problem the series has, right? Because it's like you can't you can't spend one time or too much time on one target without making mm -hmm. the assassins seem completely ineffectual. But you also and want to build up. I guess there's also maybe the question of how much empathy do we want to give to this character? Because mm -hmm. um, if you give too much, then the player may have issues with killing them. It's easy. It's easy if you just say, oh, this person's terrible and they are like a, a bad doc they're like an evil doctor right and so you should kill them even though arno doesn't kill that one for some reason until much later um oh right <laughs> right um also just like quick content issue i had with the game like uh -huh. they show a scene with the person like sawing off the person's leg and i was not prepared for that Okay. Um, so like I 
skipped that cutscene once it started happening. Um, so I don't know what happened with like that King of Thieves guy. But it's like, okay, that's maybe maybe uh maybe don't. Or maybe yeah. have some kind of content you... warning of, hey, this is gruesome. Yeah. It, like... it happened, but like you know you're not playing doom like you, you you you're not expecting that right no yeah, for sure and like they didn't they like they the scene wasn't short either and like it was it was just like that kind of stuff is difficult to deal with so i just uh yeah. i felt bad cuz i missed out on some of the story but at the same time like i'm not I'm, i can't do that i can't do that yeah like, you're not looking for that type of entertainment no um yeah and again there's there's an easy way to to have that scene play out and then not actually actually have to show it right yeah so yeah yeah for sure but yeah. uh yeah it's like uh it's hard to believe that this stuff was happening 200 years ago eh? Yeah, like honestly, that was one thing I was I was playing. And I'm like, how did people live in these conditions? Yeah, like I'm, like if you look around like my place or whatever, and it's like, okay, it's it's pretty clean. Like maybe I could yeah. tidy up this and that. And then they're like living in literal like, like filth, like literal. yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's it's just it's wild, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was. For me, it was very like uh, the setting was very maybe made me made me reflect a lot because it's like again this is stuff that happens like has happened two hundred years ago. Um, obviously, like I knew a bit about the French Revolution and I know like some famous names, whatever. But it's like the stuff that's happening is like eh, it's you, one could argue it's happening in our society too, uh, mm-hmm. maybe a little south of us, right? Of like um, Rolton Revolution and 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 impoverishment and uh like like wealth inequality and um just like society kind of coming undone almost in a sense um obviously no no pikes on heads yet but (laughs) uh it's one would hope we're past that point yes one would um but it just kind of for me uh it's like it's a reminder that like oh yeah this this like our style of society is very juvenile. It's very young. Um, it's really only and it like was, the past hundred years or something, right? So. Yeah, and that's probably even a stretch. I would say maybe since the fifties. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Think about it this way, Graham. Red Dead Redemption takes place in what nineteen oh eight. Yeah. So that's and the way I like to look like at a, things. <laughs> I was about to say it feels like a century ago, but that is quite literally a century ago. Ago. So. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so from like a historical perspective, it was it was interesting, and it's like, uh, you know, when they, uh, when they, when you talk about like the guillotine in school, right? You don't you don't really equate what that's actually like, or or what the context is behind like sending a king to a guillotine, and like in Assassin's Creed, you you witness it, uh, and um, and then like after the king Mm -hmm. dies like society really gets bad and there's just like mayhem everywhere like there's book burning throughout the city and like just flags burning and like i said guys with heads on pikes and stuff like that so it's 
Yeah, uh, it's an effective, eff- effective, um, a historic world. Tool. Yeah. Yes. Also that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Effective world. It it sells it. Um, oh. I didn't find it super compelling as in terms of a game world at all times. Okay. Um, like compared to Odyssey, where it's these like varied islands and there's a lot of elevation changes. I was a little disappointed with how flat France was. Mm. Um, because I mean, it's, it's a city, right? But yep. like there were like, everything was on the same level. Like you just, you could travel from one end of the map to the other and never change elevation. Right. Uh, if you ran along the roads and I found, I found that a little disappointing. Um, cause like, I don't know, it, it made the city feel, it made it hard to distinguish between parts of the city right. that I was running between. Cause if I, if I'm not looking at the environments, I'm just looking at the layout or like the feel of the land, then it was difficult for me to actually readily discern what parts of the city are what. Right. Um, and I found that some of that translated into some of the missions, like the number of like fancy, like houses that you break into as part of the story and I could never tell if I was breaking into the same palace over and over again or if I was breaking into new ones just because like all of the French houses had the exact same layouts right? in terms of like the art exterior. It was always that kind of U-shaped house. Um, And maybe that's just how it was at the time, but it felt, um, it felt repetitive. Right. So... That's how I, that's how I, uh, I had some, like the setting was interesting, but I felt that the, the translation wasn't as engaging as a game. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah. That's just how I felt about it though. So I think one, one thing that I did find a little strange and kind of drew me out of the experience a bit was how much it tried to be a game. Um, you don't have to clarify that for me. <laughs> yeah, the like the easiest thing is when like the the two easiest things I can think of are when like every three sequences it sucks you out and you have to do some alternate reality stuff. Um, okay, which is cool. You don't like that? Oh. No, I I enjoyed that, but it it was like a hey you're playing a game, and the the thing that bugged me a lot at the beginning but didn't bug me at the end. Sorry, I think I cut you off there. I was just going to say, um, sorry, are, are, yeah. are you saying a game in the context of the narrative or a game in the context of you're literally playing a video game? Like you, like, you Graham. Like I'm literally playing a video game. Okay, okay. Um, well, and it, it it takes away a bit of the gravity of the situation. Like it's it's a weird it's a weird barrier to put between the player and the game of saying hey don't forget this is a simulation none of this really matters um and i think like the fact that at the end of each mission it asks you to rate it like you have the option to rate the mission and that just felt weird to me yeah um i get what you're saying um 
I just like, don't understand why they would want. You. Yeah, and that's that's been around. Oh boy, um, you know I don't want that. I feel like that's been around for a while though. Of like yeah. the rate the mission type thing. Uh, I mean, like in the context, to me, it makes like I I don't mind the context of like this is a simulation. Mm-hmm. They they lean heavily into like the animus yeah, of video game. The animus is yeah. in in like four right. Um, but prior to that, it's it's not quite that context. So I guess that's why it doesn't maybe perhaps jar me as much. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but yeah, like the rating the mission thing, I think it's just like a a weird way to like try and engage with your audience. Like, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense in the context of like player created <laughs> content. Um, but like. I, no, no other major title that I can think of is gonna put, hey, rate this, you know, Call of Duty map, or, yeah. or like, unless it's like a mobile mission. game, like a mobile right. game will ask you to put a rating on the App Store, right. and I think that's like, I think some of that confusion is because there's that like intermediate narrative of you're playing a video game that's playing a video game. If I'm rating the level, who is it going to? Is it going to Ubisoft? Does it do anything? Right. Does it does it do, am I making a meaningful contribution in any way by rating this level? <laughs> like that's 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 like I I started I just ignored it after a certain point, but I was like, okay, why am I doing this? I I I think this is a is a result of one of the other game's failings for me, and that is it doesn't have a real a real world protagonist to okay to tie it all together, right? Um, yeah, there's no um... like there's literally no one. You you were playing as this initiate number whatever, mm-hmm. and like there are, there are other real world characters that talk to you and interact with you, but they you never meet well you you see them but like you as the player character don't have an identity and so it's just you as Graham you're the initiate Graham right and 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 that's where like things get muddied between you know what you're talking about with like the rate the mission thing like is this in the context of the game in the game or just the game <laughs> mm-hmm. um where like black flag there there are real world segments and like you are like a game tester, I think, at like Abstergo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you are Layla, and and you've got your own thing going on, right? Which I think is to me is far more engaging and interesting than than this example. But um, yeah. yeah, that's that's an interesting. Your your thought process is, is interesting and not exactly <laughs> something I considered really, but I can definitely see what you're saying. Yeah. It's. I think that they probably went down that line so that they could set up for the multiplayer. Um, which every time I still look at the cover, I still think of like New Super Mario Bros. Because um, it's it's red, green, yellow, and purple. I think red, green, yellow, and blue, which is Mario, Luigi, and yellow and, and blue Toad. Um, oh man. Uh, and I think that they they set up that purposefully ambiguous 
so that they could have that idea of there's other people also going through these memories at the same time. And that's yeah. how they can explain the, the whole multiplayer aspect. Yeah. Which uh, we did Again, get I, to play a few games of. Which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, I don't think that like context is necessary. <laughs> but No, I, I, you don't, don't always need context. Yeah. Or, yeah. Anyways. But, yeah, we did get to play the multiplayer. And... Um, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something, Graham. Like, it's dang good. It's good stuff. It's, yeah, it was fun. I, I had a lot of fun. Um, it's got something that I think almost every single open world game lacks, and is that like you could just load into my world and we could just play around in my world. Oh yeah. Like how awesome is that? It was awesome. Oh yeah, and like, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was funny being able to like like jump across rooftops with you like it's it's just it's yeah. a it's a fun it's a funny joy um that i i almost wish that they had done more with like in later entries yeah absolutely um, because it's like it 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 like it was interesting because it was like okay i could like the the collectibles were instanced to you know your world so any that was incredible you, any collectibles you got in my world would would carry over but you couldn't collect any collectibles for me. So, like, in, in, in that sense, it was, like, you couldn't, like, scam all the collectibles or whatever. It's just, like, hey, whatever you find, you keep. Whatever he finds, he keeps. But you guys can play around in the world together. You can discover together. You can, you know, run around and cause havoc together. <laughs> Not that we did that very much. But it's, like, um, in most what? other open world games that have that feature, it's some online instance of the world it's not actually your world you know or my world that we're in so Mm -hmm. um no it was it was good it um it allowed for a lot of like some fun encounters of okay you take the left one i take the right one um there there was some audio delay (laughs) uh so so you'd go three two one go and I'm I'm either Stuck. there already, or I'm like two seconds behind. Yeah. Um, and there were there were a couple times where like we tried to do something, and the game wouldn't let us. Um, like, I'm like, oh, okay, I've got a beat on this guy. You've got a yeah. beat on that guy. But it turned out that we were both targeting the same person for some reason. Yeah. The they did need a few like. Uh... Um, what's the proper term? Like features where like like a lock feature, or like a targeting feature, um, like like mechanics that are in other Assassin's Creed games, like the multiplayer in earlier iterations, like had I saw a locking system and and I could lock in the outline. There'd be a little lock symbol on it and like to indicate, oh, I've locked on that guy. Like to to enhance communication, you think that would be like priority number one? Of, of allowing mm-hmm. players to communicate non-verbally, right? Um, there wasn't a lot of communication systems. No. At least that we discovered in our playtime. <laughs> yeah, Which, there's, a, I, there's I, a rudimentary I, ping system, but it's not not super great. Right. Um, yeah, so like that led to some confusion sometimes of like, oh, I've got this guy locked on, but then, you know, I would jump... 
and then suddenly you couldn't lock onto him anymore, or like you couldn't, you couldn't, you couldn't assassinate the target anymore because something had changed, minusculely. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, like it, it's unfortunate because it seemed it seemed very difficult to actually set up any like stealth uh, tactics, uh, yeah, or like playthroughs of missions. Now, I do think part of that was due to the fact that they throw a ridiculous number of enemies at you in co-op missions. Like a staggering number of enemies. Yeah, now, full disclosure, we did play some missions that were meant for four players with just the two of us. And that I is think true. For that, we just said, we're going to throw stealth at the window, we're just going to go, you know, full ham and, 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 and go nuts. But, like, we played, a, we played maybe, like, what, three or four just two-player missions? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, how do you do this without actually, like, without without being seen? Like, there's almost no way. Yeah. Well, there um, was that one, I think it was the first first or second mission we did, where we had to go under the bridge to, like, the catacombs. Yes. And there's, like, 17 guards in these tiny catacombs. And, and and the catacombs, you don't have any place really to to sneak or hide. It's just, it's literally a hallway, right? So mm-hmm. you, as a player, are limited in your options of how to tackle that scenario, right? If you're if you're above ground and you've got, um, you know, buildings or shrubbery or trees to, you know, plan or hide in or attack mm-hmm. from, you know, you ha- you you as a team have more options to tackle uh, one enemy or or a group of enemies but yeah and i think that there was well there was um it was kind of interesting where i felt i hadn't felt the need throughout the game for some of the stuff like the poison gas or anything like that but then as soon as i started playing the multiplayer i realized oh that could actually be useful there like oh there's this massive group of enemies i think that throwing this poison gas in there would actually be Oh, pardon me. Would actually be quite useful. Right. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, I've got hiccups now. But um that was one part where like full like I did not play many of the side missions. I'll just say that straight out. I pretty yeah, much exclusively I. played the main missions. Uh, same um, here. Yeah, because I I have kind of a, a mantra of like don't play boring missions <laughs> of like it, it sounds silly, but like, if if a mission is exclusively asking you to go here, kill a guy, and then come back for a monetary reward, I'm not keening anything from that. Like right. as a player, um, and I felt like there was there was no need for me to do that. And right. also, like there were the the Nostradamus missions, which oh, are my cool. World. Are they? Um. So. <laughs> I played them in co-op of sorts with that friend. Uh, and so Sounds like she you. would be, she's playing it and I'm like, okay, this Googling clue probably it. means this and that. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, but also being like a little bit of a, um, a Riddler of, right. Okay. Like give a hint here or, and it was fun to be like, oh, I think this is what it is. And then right. checking and seeing whether my guess was right without having to actually go and do the hard work. Right. Um, so that part um, was fairly enjoyable. 
Yeah, I, I I'll say this about the Nostradamus uh stuff. Um, is that what, is that what it's called, Nostradamus? Mm-hmm. Yep. In in theory, I liked it a lot. In practice, ridiculous. Here's why okay. it's ridiculous. Because there's 16 of them, times four. There's four riddles for each flipping one. That to mm-hmm. me is ridiculous. And it'd be different if like they were all like in the same district or whatever, or if the, if the riddles were, were were clear, or if there was like <laughs> maybe if the riddle wasn't a riddle, it was more like a a, a small image, and you'd, you'd have to suss out like where the viewpoint was, right? Like Something different than just a riddle. But that's to me. It was interesting for the first three riddles I did, and then I realized, oh, this is a the lot. The remaining of work. I'm sixty-one. I'm just gonna Google it, right? And and here's another problem, right? I figured out what the riddles were, were was talking about through the codex. Like, okay, uh, that okay, that's yes. the name. I I recognize, you know, what the riddle is. I know what the riddle is saying. I just don't know where it is, <laughs> and I can't, and you can't. You can't like open the codex, find the the landmark in the codex, and then say tag on my map. You oh, can't really? Do that. You can't. Do oh, it. that's that's frustrating. So, so I knew what the build. I knew what the building was, but I didn't know where it was. And and some of the buildings are labeled on the map, but some of them aren't. And let me just also say this: the map is way overloaded with uh, indicators. Like mm-hmm. literally, I I'm looking at the map right now, and there are, in the legend, I'm gonna say sixty different icons. Yeah. That I'm looking at right now, sixty different icons, and they're yeah. all just kind of splatted on the map. It's hideous. Uh, funnily enough, do you know what the one thing the map is missing? Uh, it's missing what's that? a it's missing a compass. There's no way to tell which direction is north when you're looking at the world map. Yeah. Uh, is that right? Yep. As far oh, as I could tell. Look at that. You're right. You just have to know which way is north. You 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 can see it on the mini-map, but you can't see it on the world map. Very interesting indeed. I did like this game. I know... I always do this. I always say I l- really like a game, and then I just start talking really bad things about it. <laughs> but yeah, um, well, it's we can be critical. Yes. But and again, these aren't these aren't things that like ruined our experience. It's just these these are things that are like um a little puzzling or or not not as solid as they should be, right? Um, and like for me, like I know you didn't play Assassin's Creed two, but Assassin's Creed two has um. Uh, like these hidden symbols. Mm-hmm. There's like maybe, I don't know, 16, 18 of them kind of scattered okay. throughout the world. And then you would like scan the symbols with your eagle vision and you'd have to do this little puzzle or solve this little riddle. And then you would get this short clip of a video of like mm-hmm. an Easter egg or, or like a, a secret, right? And I, that today remains like one of the most engaging like pieces of side content of like, they were interesting they were kind of fun to do and like the end resulting video was really really interesting lore wise right Mm -hmm. i've only done one nostradamus mission but i'm not looking forward to doing the other 15 because they're all the same thing there's way too many of them and i don't know if i get any sort of reward for it 
I think he's just a set of armor. Right? Which is lame. <laughs> Which, um, like, when you can buy the best set of armor in the game already, like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and right now, I'm just running around the city collect collecting chests. That's not very engaging either. But, heck, there's a lot of chests out there. Yeah, and, and like, a lot of a lot of other things that I have to collect. The cockades and and the artifacts and like the sync points. It's yeah. There's, it's just... there's a. I think that's a. This game just it has a lot, but none of it really feels all that meaningful. Which I guess is, like the story is weirdly nihilistic. Um, like that. That's that's the one thing that I came I came out of the game, not really feeling satisfied um like mm. the ending especially like until the post credits or like the post scene i thought that he just like jumped off a building at the end because <laughs> it's just like my girlfriend is dead i'm out i'm kicked out of the order i guess that's just how life is and then he they show him falling off a roof yeah it's very much just I, I I think we're gonna differ here. I actually quite like the end of the game. Okay. I I like I liked his little speech about like hey, like when. I wish I could remember it precisely, but he talks about like the Assassin's Creed, right? Nothing is true. Everything is permitted. Yeah. And uh, I forget what he says. If it, he thought it was more like you can do whatever you want, basically. I think it uh, was like he thought you could do whatever you want, but it's actually right. something but else. It's, but it's actually like how life is almost sort of meaningless <laughs> and yeah. like, like it doesn't matter what gods you believe in or what political structures you believe in. It's just like, let's just, it's just none of it matters really. Right. You just kind of have to like the, the, the input I was getting was like, you just have to do your best to do good. Right. Um, and protect people. That's, okay. that's kind of how I took it. Right. That's it was, it, it was okay. certainly, it was certainly like grim and perhaps a little pessimistic but for me it made sense in the context of like arno because like the assassins like kind of you know were uh rigid and like uncaring and kind towards him and kind of like dismissed him uh the templars are a mess and they got at least killed through their ideals and like he's seen just france kind of fall apart around him mm -hmm. um but I, I I I liked that little premise and like that kind of rejection of the creed in a sense. Again, it's ironic that the the title is Unity when there's no such thing in the game. But um, yeah, it's I also little, liked. Sorry, go ahead. It's a, it's a little ironic considering the multiplayer is a big facet of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also quite liked the the credit sequence where. Okay, I, I sort of liked it, sort of didn't like it. Um, so very quickly, the the reason y you, the player, are playing as Arno is to find the body of Germain, the main villain, mm -hmm. right? And so you are li reliving Arno's memories, hoping to find the body to source its DNA or something like that. That's mm -hmm. what Absurgle wants. That's what the assassins want, right? Um, and so like you defeat the bad guy, and then you watch as Arno goes and literally um, just puts his skull, the bad guy's skull, in the catacombs. 
and then it's just like it's lost forever among these just like hundreds of thousands of skulls in the catacombs and the credits are they just sweep out uh for endlessly until the credits are over of just like endless amounts of skulls in the catacombs <laughs> so from a from a, like a theme structure that's i found that to be pretty powerful like look at all this meaningless stuff that just happened like all these people are dead and what was it all for right like mm-hmm. how how terrible that is from like a from like a a base level but then from a narrative structure of like this is why you were doing what you were doing as the player mm-hmm. like it's literally like hand waved away like she literally says well abstergo is never going to find him in that and like that's supposed to be a victory <laughs> when it's this like i don't know it's like it was pointless it's almost well, like it was it was all a dream cliche like it didn't matter isn't it like they find him at the end though isn't that like the no. post credit scene there is a post credit scene isn't there a scene like where arno shows up with some other guy and they find so, the body so yeah sorry that's what i'm talking about so arno and napoleon go back to where Germain was found and then they put his skull in the catacombs they put his oh, body in okay. the catacombs and so you and so the assassins say well absurgo is never going to find that body because it's just surrounded by you know other bodies it's going to be indistinguishable oh okay and that's supposed so, to be a win which is which, it feels kind of like yeah so so really we just needed confirmation that he was somewhere in the catacombs <laughs> right right and again like one of the aspects i like about the assassin's creed game is the is the modern day stuff and is the is like the reason why you're doing what you're doing I, I, fi- I find that to be the primarily engaging aspect of the games. So this this game was very weak on that. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I think actually the strongest part of that was the, the Rift missions, which mm-hmm. I think we said we were going to discuss, but haven't discussed yet. But they were some of the mm-hmm. coolest sections of the game. Because Oh, like the one where you climb the Eiffel Tower and stuff? Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm just realizing now how much I want an Assassin's Creed game that takes place across multiple timelines or like time oh, period. Oh, dang, time. that'd be cool. Like, like imagine like you played it as in Paris, um, but like every three sequences, you know, time skipped to a different assassin, or like you know, it was a, a elongated narrative like that, right? And you, you see occupied Paris, you see medieval Paris. Like which we kind of got, but very minimalist, right? And very like roller coaster-ish, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but very interesting. Of like, uh, you know, um, very like you saw the Eiffel Tower, I guess, like at the World's Fair, and then you saw it occupied by Nazis, and then you saw like medieval France under attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I thought they were really really engaging. Um, they were cool. Oh, yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, I haven't done any of the Helix Rift missions. I don't know how to unlock them. I think they're just, like, the little mini-games. They're Hmm. basically just, like, um, there's, like, it's almost like like an early 3D platformer. There's, like, colored gems everywhere, and you run around and collect them, and they're worth different values of points. Oh, okay. And then you get money for doing them. Okay. Hmm. 
It's just like another little mini game. I I will say this about Unity. I do feel that they they were trying to make something great. <laughs> um, like I'm, I I am quite impressed actually with the level of the amount of AI I'm I'm just surrounded by right now in the game. Like there's literally hundreds of Frenchmen <laughs> just in the streets. Like you know, th- mm-hmm. there's a there's a sword fight going on right now between like twelve different people. Um, and there's like a lot happening and there's a lot of, uh, buildings you can enter and and stuff to find. I think it was a very ambitious project. I think, I I think they just needed more time to, to develop it. And that's why it, you know, it's a tale as old as time. Uh, (laughs) games, games get released too early and, and they get, uh, a bad rep for almost ever. I mean, we're, we're seeing a modern day example of that, but, um, yeah, so I—that's I, why I—I I, I do feel like I—I I quite enjoyed the game. I felt like, com- comparatively to other titles in the series, I remember, most notably Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Three, um, it really hit—it hit the mark more, uh, for me than from than that title. So. Hmm. Yeah. That's good. Should we wrap up? Um, I have or one more. Is thing there to anything say. else? Go for it. I have one more thing to say. <laughs> this is gonna sound really dumb. Um, so uh, one thing I really didn't like is that uh, the game was very referential to other Assassin's Creed titles. Okay. Particularly Belloc. Belloc would like name drop other assassins. Oh really? At other events that like I don't feel like he would have the context for. Do you remember that? Only vaguely. Belloc, okay. actually, I have an issue with Belloc in that, like, he does his thing, and then you kill him, and no one mentions him for the yes. remainder of the game. Yes, you would have thought there would have been some sort of, like, Reprimand? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you just killed a high-ranking assassin, like... with no Without consulting anybody, and you have no evidence. Yeah, I agree. Again, yeah. I think just narratively the game has problems. But Belloc, Belloc was like, uh, I forget. I think early on he says like, man, that hasn't been done since Altair did it or something mm-hmm. like that. And then later on, giving giving his um, reasoning for for killing the head of the Assassin's Order, he goes like, the Assassin, the Brotherhood has been torn down and rebuilt. It happened in, uh, oh, yeah. oh man, uh, Mon- Montegr, I can't say it. Uh, Assassin's Creed 2, it happened in uh, I think it's Messiah, Assassin's Creed 1 it happened in the American colonies and I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? Like, how would you know any of this? Like like the, the stuff with Connor I, I think happens almost in the exact same time period as this game like late 1700s mm. so how would you know that? How would you know about like the Italian chapter of the Brotherhood? How would you know about the Middle Eastern chapter of of the brotherhood like with limited like, communication and stuff yeah it's just like okay that is just the developer trying to make the player feel like like hey wink wink reference like hmm. you know it's a bigger world i don't know it irked me a little bit i'm like okay calm down bella you fanboy like <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's my last thought or one of my last thoughts but yeah um, 
Yeah, so how would you rate this game, Graham? Oh, I I have, sorry, I just remembered I have a line in my notes. Okay. I hate guns. <laughs> I got shot so many times. Oh, we didn't and even talk about It's impossible to tell. The combat is clunky. I really disliked it. Um, but the number of times where I got shot, I couldn't tell what was going on. And there's like this, the icon for if you're about being targeted by a shot is the same as like it's, it occupies the same space as the person. So you yep. can't tell if it's a person that's in combat you generally you can't see them right because they're not the focus it just it irks me to no end that i would get shot out of nowhere then like guns guns shouldn't be allowed gun take me gun, back to ram is anti-gun <laughs> take take me back to when we used bow and arrows and they well, lit the arrows on fire <laughs> and they yelled loose really loudly yeah, so you knew exactly. it was coming well, it's, yeah, and guns do a lot of damage, too, which isn't helpful. Oh, my goodness. Combat. That that was the Dark the dark Souls. Like, I'm, like, I'm getting pummeled to death by these, like, base enemies. And I'm I'm just, like, I didn't I didn't go into this expecting Dark Souls. Oh, and you know I what, didn't... also? Yeah. Okay, so when you're climbing and you get shot, you can't recover. You just fall. Yeah. Like, that's something, that's something they fixed and, like brotherhood i think maybe even assassin's creed 2 like that was a that was that was a huge problem in assassin's creed 1 you'd get shot you get hit with rocks right i don't know if you remember <laughs> you hit with rocks and then you'd fall you'd fall forever and there's nothing you could do about it and then wisely they fixed it that you could like recover mid-fall so that you wouldn't die but then then they then they took it away it's like guys we've been here <laughs> we, we, we've, we've been here this. already but uh, uh yeah yeah, we didn't talk about the combat much. Um, I, it's I, I will agree with the, with the moniker of clunky. It is clunky. I don't think it's terrible. I think it's. I think Assassin's Creed is just not very good at combat, but. Not until the later games. Not until like, Odyssey. I can't speak uh, for uh, the one before it. Origins, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Uh yeah okay how would you rate it Graham? It's time. Uh, <laughs> I I don't really know, honestly. Um, I want to like you go you go first. <laughs> Do you have any idea? Um, I've got kind of one in mind, but I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to give it. I'm going to have to give it a Yosuke. Okay. Uh, I'm giving it a Yosuke because it has that familiar feeling. And okay. that's, I think, why I connect with it so much. Like, I think I texted you literally, like, it's nice to be playing, like, old Assassin's Creed or something like that. I, 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 I like and resonate with this mechanic of, like, just running around on rooftops. I think that's actually what I texted you. It's nice to be running on rooftops again. Mm-hmm. Not that Odyssey is a bad game, because it's it, I, Odyssey's a better game than this. But I I like this game better, <laughs> almost in 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 that f- 
level of like fun capacity i think i don't know it, it feels familiar like i would it, it it reminds me of assassin's creed 2 and brotherhood when i would just like throw in a podcast and run around the city just doing mm. you know chores or whatever you know like feathers or cockades they're all the same thing to me yeah. so that's why it's a yosuke okay yeah i can see that like with the familiarity and stuff mm-hmm. i feel like i'd have to give it like a like a chie or a teddy that's very um fair. i feel like like that's kind of my go-to for for games i'm not super fond of but i can recognize some of their merits yeah like i'm glad you didn't give it a fox no, I didn't hate it. That's like, I think... <laughs> I feel like the story redeemed it a lot for me. Like, I, I was definitely playing to see where, like, Arno and Elise's relationship was going to go. Yeah. Um, But there were times I was immensely frustrated with the game. So I think Teddy's probably the most accurate. Yeah. Um, would Would you claim that it has a better story than other Assassin's Creed games you're familiar with? Ezio definitely not. Like Ezio is just like power of charisma. Um Okay, that's that's character though. I think character is different than story. Oh, story-wise. Um That's hard to say. Like I I've always found the Assassin's Creed hard to follow. That's I've fair. always found their stories just kind of, they go everywhere, but they don't stay anywhere long enough for me to really understand That's what's fair. going on. That's fair. So, like, I think that it's got a weaker story. I think it's got a weaker story than Odyssey, but I think that some of the characters are stronger than Odyssey. Fair enough. Um, That's an like, apt, apt analysis. I think that... I think like the saving grace for me in this game was Arno and Elise, uh, because they do have good chemistry. Yeah. Uh, and there's like that interesting element of how far is Elise going to go compared to Arno, in right. terms of like revenge. Right. Um, but yeah, and then honestly, like there was the the whole stuff about like the cults and stuff, but because the story was so drawn out. I found it hard to get really invested in. I did prefer the beats, like the story beats, like going to the Olympics and stuff. Like, <laughs> I think the like beat by beat stuff was more interesting in Odyssey, but the characters of Unity were more interesting. Yeah, I, I, I would say Odyssey has a has some has some great moments, memorable moments. Whereas I, I think the story is is not quite as uh, succinct and and definitely not. Um, but I mean that's like we're comparing I guess like a ten hour game or a fifteen hour story to a fifty hour story. Yes. So um, but yeah, I would argue though like I think it it probably has a better story than. At CO's games, I'm gonna put that out there. Um, okay. I played I played Assassin's Creed 2 last year again, okay. and it has some issues as well, in my opinion, of, in regards to like pacing and, and characters. Um. But I I appreciated that this game kind of like was shorter and kind of got to the point. 
in a relative fashion. Um, so, yeah, I would say it's probably one of the more engaging Assassin's Creed stories. Again, I'm I'm I tend to be more engaged with the with the modern day stuff because it's, in my opinion, much easier to follow than whatever mm-hmm. the heck's happening in the past. So I definitely uh, understand where you're coming from in regards to like it's confusing because it is mm-hmm. confusing. But yeah. Um, finally, uh, would you recommend this game, Graham? I think if you like Assassin's Creed games, you already know if you're going to play it or not. I think it's not a great starting point if you're going to get into an Assassin's Creed game. Hmm, interesting. Um... I think, like, I feel like two... Like, like the older games, you can kind of excuse the clunkiness. And the newer games do away with it. It's kind of in that awkward in-between where the graphics are pretty, but the gameplay is really annoying. Hmm. Um, so I definitely struggled a lot with it. So it's difficult for me to recommend based on the gameplay merits. Fair enough. Um, okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to split a little bit here and just say, I think it's actually probably the best place to jump in. Okay. If you're looking for Assassin's Creed, I, I think, I think from previous iterations and my memory of them, the gameplay's always been clunky, so I don't necessarily fault this game in particular with that. But okay. in regards to like a jumping in point, like because the modern day stuff isn't there, it doesn't matter. You're not jumping into that storyline. It's just mm, this true. one instance with Arno, um, and uh, it's it's I, I I really enjoyed it. So I think I would recommend it. Um, obviously, like I haven't played Syndicate or Origins. Those might be better points to jump into. Um, they might be, you know, better games overall. They might fix some of these issues. Uh, you know, the gameplay, um, that you know, the clunkiness of it, and and uh, and the the messiness of it. I, I would argue it's pretty messy. Like when you're talking about mm-hmm. the combat indicators and stuff like that, and and the difficulty even. Because um, like, quick side note before we wrap up, like <laughs> in previous iterations, the way you did combat was just counter. Right, you would you would you would wait, you would square to counter, and then you would kill him, and that was it. And that and that was the combat, right? Like that's that yeah, was the best it was way straightforward. to straightforward. Right, uh, and this it it is definitely more aggressive, and that um, changes your play style uh, comparatively to previous games. But you're right; there's almost it's almost too much. And I guess you one might argue, Graham, if I may. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like that because you're supposed to be stealthy. True, but, but, but when stealth um, is difficult, yeah, when stealth, I would argue, is almost impossible. Like the game's not; it's not optimized for stealth. Well, and <laughs> and like you can whiff attacks, you can whiff your stealth attacks, and then they're just immediately aware of your presence, and yes, you're not given many tools. Lot. It happened a lot. Like, like, like okay. Like classic Assassin's starts. Creed. Classic Assassin's Creed. Guy behind, guy in front. You you assassinate the guy in the back, and then you assassinate the guy in front, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there's ones behind the other. They don't notice. In this game, the guy in front always notices. 
Yeah. Always. It's very frustrating. I will say that. So, And then when one guy notices, the whole palace knows. Yeah, just all of a sudden, at, like at once, everyone is there. And you end up spamming your smoke bombs and... Yeah, it's it's a bit of a mess. <laughs> you do spam smoke bombs. You, you can never just toss one smoke bomb. You gotta toss at least two. Well, there's there's so much input delay too. Yes. Yeah. That you you tap it and you're like, it's been half a second and nothing's happened. I, I must have done it. it wrong. Yeah. And then you go boom boom. Oh, you know what? Another weird thing is. <laughs> okay, we gotta stop soon. Okay, last my last comment. Although we didn't even discuss like the main assassination missions and like the opportunities and stuff, but they're yeah. cool. Um, my last point. Um, so like the D pad, right? Yeah. The D pad, like you could switch through equipment. Yeah. But the, the button to use medicine is up on the D pad, mm-hmm. but whenever you use it, the equipment menu comes up, but there's nothing, there's nothing to switch your medicine from. So it's like you press medicine to use medicine and then you get like this huge bar of gear Mm-hmm. Up on your screen for no reason. Yeah. Come on, Ubisoft. Come on. <laughs> Pass well, let's that. Hope, let's hope that they get past that and, like, syndicate it or something. Actually, Graham, funnily enough, I just got syndicate today. Oh, from nice. From my uh, secret Santa and my family. So. Aw. I just got to get the, the platinum trophy for this game, and then I can start syndicate. Nice. And then I think I'm getting Valhalla for Christmas as well. So oh, lots, of gonna, to play. lots of assassinating. Yes. Um, any final comments, Graham? Nope. Don't think so. Awesome. Perfect. Okay. Um, <laughs> perfect because I have to go to the washroom. But um, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, thank you so much for listening just in the context of this whole past year. Um, it's been pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just... Just in general, so uh, it's it's been fun to kind of distract ourselves with with the podcast and and I think we played a lot of solid games this year. I don't I don't think we played any doo doos. I, mm-hmm. I can't remember. I guess we'll discuss that next time uh, mm-hmm. during the Velvetes. But it's been um, really great uh, hearing your feedback and 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 um, you know hearing from new listeners and and. Um, just uh, just interacting and, and getting game suggestions. So, yeah, please do reach out. Uh, send us your suggestions. We've got some good ones, some really solid ones, some real ones I'm really excited about. Uh, that that star uh, children's toys marketed to eight to ten year old females. I'm really excited about those ones. <laughs> um, uh, and so I think 2021 is going to have uh, quite a lineup. But um, yeah, until next time. With the Velvetes, uh, I shall say good night. Yes, good night.